Hey everybody, it's Brock Falk, and I want to thank you for listening to this message from Heritage Church of Christ. We would be thrilled to share more content like this with you and make it easy for you to share it with others. You can find more messages like this on our podcast, or you can download our smartphone app by searching for Heritage Church of Christ in your app store. But most importantly, I hope this message encourages you to take a next step toward a thriving relationship with Jesus. Enjoy. Uh, and so I'm just curious, reading the room. Yeah, there's one clap for that. That's good. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, just reading the room, how many of you ha- are, are thinking tonight you're really hoping that the Eagles are going to win? Anybody in the room that's pulling for the Eagles? <laughs> NFC East traders right there, all of you, all of you. <laughs> how many of you decided to become Patrick Mahomes fans after the Cowboys were knocked out? Yeah, Okay. And how many of you are hoping that somehow there's all been a big mistake and they're going to give the trophy to the Cowboys tonight anyway? Yeah. Okay. How many of you don't care? <laughs> it's more, yeah, it's, it's more than any other preference. It's just that, yeah, I'm here for the chip dip, you know, that kind of thing, which is totally cool. Um, you know, last night there was an event here in this room. One of our neighborhood associations hosted a party, and apparently some of the Chiefs fans left behind some decorations up in the ceiling up there. I noticed there's no green balloons, but that's totally cool. So football fans come in all kinds, all shapes and sizes, and everybody's got different interests and different levels of commitment to the game. And I don't know what your plan is for watching, if you're planning on watching at all tonight. Some of you are, you're the kind of person that you wanna watch this game in a big group and you're gonna be at a party and you're gonna be up and down and you're gonna be enjoying refreshments and conversation and all of that kind of thing. And you'll keep an eye, just one eye on what's going on in the game. Some of you, on the other hand, are going to be the kind of fan that wants to watch this at home so that you can give it undivided attention. And you're going to pay attention to every play and you're going to watch every down and you're going to scrutinize every decision and every call and all of that kind of thing as you're watching the game. But as however you plan to watch, whether you're somebody who's totally invested or really not all that interested, what we have found over the last few years on Super Bowl Sunday when we have hosted Football Sunday we found that these conversations and hearing some input from some players and coaches and NFL personalities as they are living out their faith, it helps to enhance our experience of watching the game. You know, I I mean, I can't help but think about the fact that every single believer in Jesus, everybody is on a spiritual journey that's unique right? I mean, your story, your backstory, your history, everything that brought you to this point, whether you're a believer or somebody who's just checking that out right now or somebody who's been a disciple for a long time, your story and what brought you to this point is very unique. It's different than anybody that's sitting in the room, anybody, even the folks that are sitting right beside you. And that's absolutely true for these NFL players who also are followers of Jesus. But as I think about what it would be like to be an NFL star, somebody who's playing on one of the world's biggest stages and also trying to live out faith in that spotlight, I think about how that would come with some unique challenges. There'd be lots of scrutiny. There'd be lots of pressure. These are people who find that no matter where they are in life, no matter what they're doing, no matter where, whether they're at home or away, the camera's always on. 
Somebody's always looking to see whether their character matches the persona. And so as we watch some of the footage this morning, I'm excited to be able to share with you so that when you're watching the game tonight, you'll have an opportunity to see past the numbers, past the performances, and past the faces, and just have an opportunity to know some of the character that's behind some of the stardom, some of the personality that's uh, being displayed on TV tonight. I want to express my gratitude to the team at SportsSpectrum.com and SportsSpectrum Magazine, and I wanted to make you aware of this uh, organization because if you're a sports fan and you're interested in learning more about some of these players, and not just in the NFL, but all across professional sports, players who are living out their faith in the public eye, you should check out this organization and follow them on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, and you can find out more at sportsspectrum.com. And they do constant, uh, they're constantly creating new content where they're promoting and sharing the stories of people who are living their faith out in a very public way, and it's really cool. But to get you started, I want to share with you a compilation of some interview clips with some Christian players and coaches that are from the Eagles organization because as they get ready to play tonight, I want you to know about the heart that they're taking with them into the game. Let's watch this video together. My strength comes from, it comes from, from God, and um, I know the importance of faith. I know what my foundation is with my faith, and um, nothing, nothing goes on without, without God. I have, I have plans, and God has other plans. You know, uh, I try, to, try not to lean on my own understanding. You know, uh, that's how I fight my problems, you know. You know, prayer is powerful, man. I mean, that's all I've been doing, just praying and just doing all I can control and then staying in my word and, and making sure that I, uh, I, I, whenever I'm around my family, make sure I keep serving him and, and just enjoying every little bit of the good stuff that God want to give me. Whatever my career's done is... I mean, people, yeah, they're going to know me as a punter and whatnot. That, that's great. But, you know, I want people to know that, uh, you know, I was faithful to my wife, uh, that I love Jesus. Um, that's the most important thing that's, you know, the most important things uh, to me. I think he's working through me, man, honestly. I mean, coming from Canada, New Jersey, who, who would have ever thought that a kid from Camden would be in this position? And I don't think you could get here, you know, without God. I think that he's, you know, just be true, be true to him. You know, things that I've done in my faith is, you know, I've probably grown stronger during those low times, and I think it's helped prepare me for the high times. Um, you know, I'm a believer, and everything I do um, is for him. And um, you know, just again, just a blessing to be here where we are today. And um, no, it, it's truly, truly incredible. And just, I was able to realize that this is like a platform. Like, I know if I didn't commit my life to Christ, like. This would be overwhelming for me. This would be, I would be going in the wrong direction. You know, all the success, all the attention, all the, you know, it, it's allowed me to, to stay humble, you know, and, and realize that I'm only here because of God. And all these uh, worldly things that we're involved in, and um, I've been able to, you know, become the man I'm supposed to be through God's eyes this year. I want to make sure people know, like, when, when they see me, they see Christ. My strength comes 
So I think it's so cool to hear from some of these players who are really at the pinnacle of their game. I mean, you're seeing some of the stars of the team who are declaring that part of their motivation, their inspiration, and where their strength comes from is from their faith in God. But I don't want to leave you Chiefs fans out. I've also got some content for you. So we're going to watch a similar compilation video that's going to show some of the moments where they heard from a string of different Chiefs players and team members who also are living out their faith in the public eye. Let's watch this together. I mean, my Christian faith plays a role in everything that I do. I mean, I always ask God to, to lead me in the right direction and let me be who I am uh, for his name. So it has a role in everything that I do. And obviously it will be on the huge stage in the Super Bowl that he's given me. And I want to make sure I'm glorifying him while I do it. Because I, I think in those times when it gets really rough and it does in this business, I always have Jesus to fall back on. Yeah. Uh, man, you gotta have a strong faith, man. Gotta gotta stay strong. I gotta, gotta fight the long race, man. Just keep chopping wood every single day. That's the most important thing. You know, if I didn't have faith in God, I don't think I'd be the father I am, the husband I am, the kicker I am. That kind of sets the tone for everything else, and everything falls under that. But that gives me the strength to go do everything I need to to do that. You know, I may have fears about. I might feel pressure, but I know I'm a child of God, and He's gonna protect me. And Maybe that protection is comes with some suffering, but I know that's what's best for me, and I gotta accept that suffering and, and grow as best I can with that. Um, I think in this point, it's just uh, timing, timing. That's the biggest thing. Timing, God's timing is everything. Um, also, it's just more the point is like, you know, uh, I think He took me out of the limelight for a reason for a while, just to kind of get away, kind of get back, re-diving re into my family, kind of get back to them for a, a little bit more. This time of year, it's easy to get tied up with the Super Bowl and thinking about how important uh, football is. But in our family, it's faith, family, and football, and, and in that order. And, uh, you know, that's a challenge, but uh, it's something that we really focus on as a family, and uh, it's the, the number one thing in our lives. I hope you notice some of the names of some of those players so that you can recognize them uh, when they pop up on the screen and during the game tonight. But as I think about what it, it looks like for them to live out their faith in public, and as I listen to the longer forms of some of these interviews that were done, you saw just some excerpts initially there, but as I listen to some of the longer form interviews, one of the themes that kept coming up is how challenging it is when they face different adversities in their careers. And one of the things that really impresses me, you've, you see a few of these players who are veterans who have been around the league for a long time, but there's quite a few of these players also who are pretty young people, pretty young guys. They're in their early 20s, some of them kind of fresh out of, out of college, some of them even didn't go and do all of the years of college because they were eager to get to the NFL and made that step, you know. And you think about everything that they've been through and all the challenges that they're facing, all the opportunities that are in front of them, all of the unique challenges that are in front of them that come with that kind of limelight, that kind of notoriety, that kind of fame. And I'm really impressed at their willingness to not only declare their faith, but to talk about some of the challenges that they faced. 
You know, when they talk about their adversity, some of them talk about how challenging it's been at times in their career when they maybe were let go from one team and they weren't sure if they would be picked up by another team. Some of them talk about moments when they have faced injury and suddenly everything that they thought they had mapped out about their future came into question and they weren't sure how things were going to work out. They talk about facing difficulties in their personal lives, difficulties in their professional lives that made them wonder, God, what are you up to? What are you doing through all of this? And that's just some of the beginning of the career adversities that these folks have faced. And so for the next few minutes, we're actually going to watch a series of some of the longer form interviews that were done. You'll see a couple of clips that you already saw for just a few seconds there. But we're going to watch a couple of the interviews that I have picked out specifically because these guys are talking about facing adversity and facing adversity with faith. Let's watch these together and then we'll talk about what that looks like. Guys, we're at Super Bowl 57 here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I am with Noah Gray, the tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs. Noah, when you think about this journey that God has taken you on to bring you to where you are right now, standing here talking to me, what comes to mind when you think about all that he's brought you to where you are today? I mean, just all glory to him. Um, just super grateful that I've had this opportunity. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be standing here uh, today. He's really lifted a lot of stress and weight off my shoulders to know that I can just kind of go to him whenever uh, things are tough or even when things are going well. You know, it's been an absolute blessing to really lean on him and uh, really all glory to him. You know, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to stand here and, you know, hang out with you guys, you know? Take me through your faith journey a little bit and kind of where it started for you. Yeah, when I got to Kansas City, actually, uh, there's a pastor there whose wife had known my mom growing up in the church that they were up in New Hampshire, because that's originally where I was born and from. Um, so, you know, I just kind of wanted to get connected to some people out here when I first got here. And uh, I reached out to Pastor Troy down at New Life, and I actually, first time I met them, I showed up to a service. And uh, from there, I just had a lot of questions. And I think Troy did such an amazing job with trying to help me and guide me through my faith journey because it really wasn't strong. You know, I'd always kind of been a believer, but I hadn't been kind of fully all in. And uh, he really just helped me with anything that I had questions on, anytime I had a question, like, any time of the day, night, like if something popped in my head, he was always there to kind of guide me. And then, you know, Marcellus reaching out uh, with the Chiefs really helped me as well because uh, it kind of made me understand that it went beyond just, you know, certain little areas in our life. It goes into football and it goes into community with our teammates and stuff like that. Um, and I thought Marcellus did an amazing job bringing a lot of guys together on the team and just really helping us connect and really talk about God and, um, you know, all that stuff. How does that help you stay ready when you're preparing to do battle? You're in a football game, right? And obviously we saw what happened with DeMar Hamlin and kind of the fragility of life, right? How does that help you with your faith to be able to know, hey, you know, football is important. I want to do my best, but really it's not the most important thing. Oh, absolutely tremendous. And I think prayer has been the biggest thing that I've had to lean on. Um, to eat, like even in mid-game, like um, just really asking him for, for strength. Um, you know, letting him know that he is great, you know, he is our father and just so appreciative of everything that he's done. Um, and really just like little prayers like that just really lift a lot of weight off my shoulders and really just kind of reconcentrate my mind when I'm out on the field. Noah, best of luck Sunday. Yeah. Thanks for talking to us. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming up. I mean, my Christian faith plays a role in everything that I do. I mean, I always ask God to, to lead me in the right direction and let me be who I am uh, for his name. So. It has a role in everything that I do, and obviously it will be on the huge stage in the Super Bowl that he's given me, and I want to make sure I'm glorifying him while I do it. Yeah, it's, it's about just playing for your teammates, um, just trying to do whatever you can to win the game for your teammates beside you, and 
Uh, in that moment, God gave me the strength to run and get that first down and get us in the field goal range. And so um, all I've done since then is try to get my ankle better and better, and, and hopefully I'll be able to run whenever I need to in this game. It means everything. Um, I know that I'm blessed to be in this position, and I know that I, I'm here uh, for a reason and to glorify him. And so um, it means everything, not only to, about my football career, but all the decisions that I make. And so um, to have a faith backing, I know why I'm here. And it's not about winning football games, it's about glorifying him. And I think that gives me the, 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 the I have no pressure when I step on that football field, I know why I'm here. It, it just kind of relieves the pressure uh, of playing the football game because I know that I'm on that, football, on that football field to glorify him before everything. And so it's not about winning or losing. It's about going out there and being the best that I can best that I can in his name and so it, I think that the faith and I, I feel like I've grown in my faith over these last few years and I think that's gave me a more sense of what who I am and why, why I play the game that I play. I actually got a tattoo a tattoo about, about Eutychus in Acts 20 verse 7. It's about being half in and half out on, on God and the interpretation that I took from it um, and how you can't be half in and half out and so that was the Bible verse that kind of stuck with me that kind of told me that I needed to be fully in. Boston Scott, thanks for joining us on Sports Spectrum. How's this week been for you, man? It's been amazing, man. It's, it's, it's been a blessing. Like, you know, it's not... These are things that I've prayed for. So, like, you know, just seeing those things come to fruition is, is kind of overwhelming, but at the same time, super humbling. And, you know, I'm happy to be here. You know, I'm, I'm committed to getting the job done, whatever that takes. So, but just, you know... It's, it's taken a lot to get here, so uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. You said it's an answer to a lot of the prayers that you prayed. Tell me about some of those prayers, and when did they begin, and how have they kind of manifested themselves to where we are today? Yeah, man, I, I think starting back when I was really in, in middle school, you know, I, I was praying for an opportunity to play running back, you know what I mean? And then it goes from praying for an opportunity to play running back to, you know, just just for those, just to mold me as a man, you know what I mean? Like uh, helping me out with my discipline, helping me out with my work ethic, being able to, to drive towards something, even though I'm, I'm, it might not work out, you know what I mean? Just having that, having the courage and the faith to, to you know, lean into him. I'm not saying that it's guaranteed that I'm gonna make it to the NFL, you know what I'm saying? But um, just, just that idea of even though the goal isn't, doesn't seem attainable or you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, do you have the courage to have faith in God that, that he will provide? And that's something that, you know, I, I feel like he's been teaching me over time and, and throughout the journey, he's been, like I said, he's been molding me into, into, into the man that he wants me to be. So, yeah, I mean, the prayers have been the same. I, I wanted to make it to the NFL. I wanted to uh, play at the highest level. I wanted to compete at that level. So, um, yeah, he's, he's answered those prayers, and I'm, I'm thankful. Take me through your walk with the Lord and your walk with Christ. How, does that, how did that come to be for you and its importance in your life today? Obviously, prayer is important too, but just that walk with the Lord. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> uh, my mom did a great job of, you know, making sure that we were in the church. So, you know, I knew of God, but I didn't know God just yet. But it did interest me. Like, I'd be in the back of the church reading through Revelations, you know, just for, you know what I'm saying? Like, just... Revelations oh, is not an easy yeah, book. Just something I want to read, like, because it was interesting to me. But, you know, I, I always will remember uh, whenever uh, Pastor Sanford at North Boulevard Macedonia in Baton Rouge, he would always make an altar call. He would do a, you know, for, for those that want to commit their life to Christ. And I would always feel just this intense feeling inside of me that it was almost like 
just a pool, just a pool. You know what I mean? So kind of fast forward to um, college, really. Like high school, we didn't have FCA. So, you know, I would go to church with my, with my family, but I feel like I really took that next step in college. You know, uh, whenever I got involved with FCA, you know, guys, names that, you know, I, I know are a big part in my, in my walk, you know, Hayden Slack, Hunter Lee, Blake Martin, Paul Turner, they were guys that, that would continually be like, hey man, come check out FCA, just come check it out. You know what I mean? Because like, again, I knew of God, but I didn't know God, you know what I mean? So like, I committed my life to Christ at, at 16, but really, like I said, once I got to college, that's when, the, that's when the relationship really started to grow. You know what I mean? Like I did uh, 16, I was at a, um, at a retreat for uh, Bethany. That's when I committed my life to the Lord. Um, but like I said, whenever I got to college, got in a small group, got involved in FCA, that's when it really started to, to grow. And so, yeah, and so being involved in a, in a small group uh, with Lucius McGee and Rustin, and um, it's, it's been an amazing and incredible journey, man. But it really, it really like this whole sports thing, it, it, it puts things in a perspective, man. And just, I was able to realize that this is like a platform. Like, I know if I didn't commit my life to Christ, like, this would be overwhelming for me. This would be, I would be going in the wrong direction. You know, all the success, all the attention, all the, you know, it, it's allowed me to, to stay humble, you know, and, and realize that I'm only here because of God. And so with this platform, with this success, you know, my job is to enhance the kingdom and to, to spread the good news. So that's what I'm committed to doing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so I, I really think that my relationship began to take off whenever I got to college, when I got involved in FCA, whenever I got involved in small group, so. My last question, um, the platform that you have been given, have you thought about you know, what if we win the Super Bowl, or when you win the Super Bowl, in your case, about using your platform to be able to share your faith, to be able to share about Christ, knowing that you would be a Super Bowl champion? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the biggest stages in, in the world, you know what I mean? So what, what better place to, to talk about why I am here? Because that's something I truly believe. I truly believe that I'm here because of, because of God. God had a purpose for my life. And this is just what it happened to be, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, if I get that opportunity, I can't wait. Best of luck Sunday, man. I'm rooting for you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Super Bowl 57 here for Sports Spectrum, and I'm with Eagles punter Brett Kern. Is it still weird to say Eagles punter and have that kind of stick with you? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, when, you, when you've uh, been in one place for 13 years, uh, to come somewhere else, uh, put on a different uniform is... Uh, it's a little weird, but uh, I've definitely gotten used to it, and uh, my family's gotten used to it, and uh, it's, uh, it's been a blessing. When you think about where God has brought you, yeah. and where you were when you got cut, when you were no longer a Titan, and here you are standing talking to me at something called Super Bowl Media Night, what comes to mind? Oh, uh, man. Um, I'm just extremely thankful. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing that I've learned, especially in my career, is... Um, you know, feeling like uh, we have control over uh, what happens, and uh, and sometimes you know when I got released in Denver, um, you know I didn't I didn't know what was going on. I didn't understand why, um, and it was hard to, to kind of trust the Lord and saying, well, wh what do you have next? Like I I thought I was going to be here for a while and and all that stuff, but little did I know He brought me to Tennessee for for 13 years, and 
uh, being able to raise our three kids there and, and call that home. And, and so when I got released uh, from Tennessee, uh, it was tough. It was really tough. Um, but I knew from past experiences that, all right, Lord, you, you have something here, whether I'm, whether I'm done with football or there's another team that calls. And so, um, yeah, so, I mean, when Philly called, I was just like, <laughs> like I, I can't believe this, you know? And so uh, just to, just to, to be here, uh, to experience it, uh, kind of to pinch myself, uh, you know, because like I said, I mean, it took 15 years to, to be able to experience something like this. So, um, you know, I'm just enjoying enjoying the moment, soaking it all up. And, um, you know, obviously the, the end goal is uh, to get a ring on Sunday. And what a platform to talk about your faith and to share the love of God. Like, how cool is this and the biggest stage possible to be able to see God work through you? Yeah, I mean, I just had an interview with uh, with a couple people, and I just, I, I don't know if they're faith-based or not. I really care. And so, uh, you know, that's my story, uh, the story of, um, you know, where God has brought me through this whole process and um, the little things that I've learned all, along the way. And and um, and honestly, you know, when whenever my career's done is, I mean, people, yeah, they're going to know me as a punter and whatnot, and that, that's great. But, you know, I want people to know that, uh, you know, I was faithful to my wife. Uh, that I love Jesus, um, and that's the most important thing that's, you know, the most important things uh, to me. And so, um, you know, that's kind of uh, my goal, uh, and just use the platform that he's, that he's blessed me with to, to just talk about my faith and, and uh, like I said, where, he's start, where he started and where he's brought me and, and continue to go. What do you think the prayer will be uh, on Sunday before you go out there to play in the biggest game of your life? I mean, it's just a, it's just a prayer of gratitude. Uh, you know, that's kind of where the song I've been listening to right now is, uh, you know, the Brandon Lake song and gratitude. And, I, I, you know, you really don't have much to give, right? But it's just a, it's just a heart, uh, a posture of gratitude that um, just my story, knowing where he's brought me and my family to, you know, here we are on Super Bowl Sunday. Brad, thanks. For, uh, best of luck on Sunday. Appreciate it. Thank you. We're here with Harrison Bucker, Kansas City Chiefs kicker. You're at the Super Bowl for the third time in fourth year, four years. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, very crazy. It's a blessing. I'm, I'm very fortunate. It's very rare for this to happen. Tell me about your faith in God, the importance of the Lord in your life. Well, that's the most important thing. You know, if I didn't have faith in God, I don't think I'd be the father I am, the husband I am, the kicker I am. That kind of sets the tone for everything else, and everything falls under that. But that gives me the strength to go do everything I need to to do that, you know, I may have fears about. I might feel pressure. But I know I'm a child of God, and he's going to protect me. And maybe that protection is, comes with some suffering, but I know that's what's best for me. And i got to accept that suffering and, and grow as best I can with that. What's this year been like for you spiritually, growing in the Lord? It's been, it's been great, actually, right? You know, you, you miss some kicks, and you realize, okay, my identity can be all as a football player, right? Um, so I grew a lot in, in my prayer life, and knowing that it, I'm nothing without him, and i got to lean on him. And if he wants to take anything away from me, he can. And if he wants to add anything, he can. And, you know, it's all up to him. What do you think a prayer might be that you might be thanking God for uh, as you think about what this season has been like for you? You know, Jesus, I trust in you is a, is a great one, just trusting his will over our own will, because our own will would be worldly success, right? But there's been a lot of great saints that, that didn't have worldly success, a lot of great people that didn't. Um, so we got to trust in his will. You know, it, I feel like you go through things and you kind of have moments where you have you have to lean on you have to lean on your faith, um, and that's something that I've kind of come to in college. Um, and, uh, 
a scripture that I lean on heavily is John 13, 7. You may not know now, but later you'll understand. And um, I feel like along with that faith, it's been a lot of work, you know. So I, I think it's kind of been hand in hand. Did I embrace it? Just by being me being me. Uh, be, me being who God called me to be. Um, I, I truly try and focus on the things that I can control, not the things that I can't. So control the things you can, put the work in, uh, never lose faith in what you believe in, and it usually works out. I leaned on my faith, I leaned on my foundation, uh, my family, the things that I believed in, and the people that are around me were around me through everything. And you know, those people are still here. Later, um, Jesus replied, you may not know now, but later you understand. And I feel like I was going through a really tough time in college, um, going through things that no one else was really going through. Going through. Um, and I, I knew I was going through it for a reason. I really believe that. So that's what I double down on. And I, you know, I believe faith, faith without work is dead. So while you have faith, you can't you know, not be doing anything. So. I had a lot of faith and I put a lot of work in. I never stopped believing in myself and, um, and believing what could be. So I had limit, limitless, uh, limitless possibilities. And I know where my strength comes from. It comes from, from God. And um, I know the importance of faith. I know what my foundation is with my faith. And um, nothing, nothing goes on without, without God. Favorite, my favorite scripture, John 13, 7, you may not know now, but later you understand. Um, just, just reminds me to keep, um, continue to be patient, continue to, to remain diligent, steadfast, keep going, keep your eyes on me and keep God at the center, regardless of what the circumstance is. You know, as I listen to each of them talk about what their faith journey has been like, Number one, I'm really mindful of the fact that they've got so much spotlight on them just even in that very moment and they're, and they're in the middle of you know, all of the hoopla, all of the pomp and circumstance of the NFL Super Bowl media day and all of the emotion that has built up to this moment and then suddenly a, a reporter asks them to stop and talk about their faith, to stop and talk about what has spiritually brought them to that moment. And I appreciate them being willing to articulate that, being willing to talk about some of the challenges that they've been through. But what strikes me is, that, I don't know why that's making that sound, I'm sorry. What strikes me is that they probably didn't know that question was coming. They didn't have, you know, didn't have maybe the emotional time to prepare to shift gears from talking about, you know, football strategy to suddenly talking about their spiritual journey. And so when they have to make that switch on the fly, the first thing that comes to mind for so many of them is to talk about the moments along their journey, the moments in their story where they didn't know what was next the moments in their history when they weren't sure what God was gonna do. And they were talking about some of the challenges that they faced, some of the moments that they'd been through in college or earlier in their professional lives when they felt like things were up in the air and they couldn't predict how things were gonna turn out. But then after some more time passed and with some more perspective, they were able to look at what God did. 
They were able to look at what God carried them through and how God walked beside them, and they were able to see that God never left, even when they didn't understand what was happening in the moment. I wanted to put a little bit of context onto the favorite verse that Jalen Hurts mentioned three different times. I could tell he was really excited to share that one with us. And it actually comes from an interesting moment in one of my favorite passages of, in all of Scripture, in John chapter 13, when Jesus makes this incredible gesture, this monumental moment in the narrative where Jesus washes his disciples feet. It's very near the end of Jesus's time on earth before he heads to the cross. The, the section of scripture, that chapter actually begins with this profound statement that says, Jesus knew that all authority in heaven and on earth had been given to him. And so he got up from the table and took off his outer garment and wrapped a towel around his waist and he washed his disciples' feet. It's this really paradoxical moment where Jesus does what nobody would have expected, what nobody would have demanded, what nobody anticipated, including Jesus' friend, Simon Peter. And so when Jesus the one in the room who deserves the most honor, the one in the room who deserves the most privilege, the one in the room who should never be required to stoop to wash somebody else's feet. When Jesus comes around the table to Simon Peter, Simon, Simon can't see what's going on. He can't tell what this is leading to. He's not sure. It feels like everything he thought he knew about Jesus, everything he thought he knew about what the Messiah Head. And so Peter's a little bit confused, discombobulated, and he asks Jesus, Lord, are you going to do this? Are you really going to wash my feet? And he can't, he, he doesn't have a place in his brain for that. He doesn't have a place to put that because this just doesn't fit the narrative that he thought they were living out. And Jesus' response to him Jalen's favorite verse, Jesus said, you don't realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Now that's a very contextualized moment, a very specific response to a very specific question in Jesus's life. But I appreciate what Jalen has done. What Jalen Hurts has done with this verse is he has looked back over the course of his own spiritual journey and some of the ups and downs and some of the highs and lows and moments when he was in college and since then when he just wasn't sure how all of this was going to work out. And he's able to look back on that and hear Jesus saying to him, you didn't understand what was going on at that time. You didn't realize in that moment what I was doing, but later, later you will. And it's that kind of trust, that kind of faith, based on a history with God, based on a confidence in God, it's that kind of faith that can allow us even today to face moments and challenges in life when we just aren't sure where things are heading. And I wonder what that is for you. As I look around the room and think about the stories, think about some of the issues that you, you are facing, your families are facing, some of the unknowns, 
I figure it's not very hard for you to put yourself in that position and say, God, is this really the plan? God, is this really what my life is going to look like? God, what, what are you up to? And I wonder if we can hear Jesus repeating those words for us. Right now, you don't realize what I'm up to. Right now, you don't understand because of your limited perspective, because of your need for faith, you can't yet understand what I'm doing. But later, later if you trust me, later if you'll stick with this, later if you'll plant your faith firmly, your confidence in God, later you'll begin to understand. That's the kind of faith that God was asking Peter to have. It's the kind of faith that God is asking us to have, even in moments when we're not sure how the next step is going to work out. I want to remind you, some of you know this old song that we used to sing. One of those songs that, you know, is from decades ago. But growing up in church, we would sing this old song that always, it was called, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Some of you have that one memorized, and you remember those words. And that chorus that said, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. I mean, that's a mantra to live by, right? This is the testimony that we're hearing from some of these NFL players as we listen to these stories today. They're saying, there have been moments in my life when I just couldn't see where God was taking me, but when I turned my eyes to Jesus, when I planted my faith in Jesus, when I put my confidence and my trust in Jesus, I discovered that my concerns and my worries and my fears, they were minimized. They grew strangely dim because of Jesus's greatness. I hope you know this song. If you don't, you ought to go look it up, maybe on YouTube and listen to it so you could memorize these words. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will, go, will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. Maybe you needed to be reminded of that. Maybe you needed to be reminded today that Jesus' presence is available. That Jesus' history is not done. That Jesus continues to work and is continuing to be active in our story 